show evidence of having been partially devoured by their murderers. Merry Christmas and welcome to the Killer Christmas episode. I'm so glad that y'all can join me today. Hopefully you saw your kids ripping open their Christmas presents with absolute glee. And you're sitting back watching them play with their toys and eating candy. And don't lie, I know you ate some of it too. (laughs) Today we have a treat for you guys. Me, my mom, and my sister-in-law, Brittany, we are going to tell you some of the creepiest, goriest Christmas murders. So, if you're up for it, let's do it. Let's get them on. Warning, this podcast is for mature audiences only. Yes, I'm talking to you, little girl covered up with her unicorns and her Care Bears. This will give you nightmares. There will be talks of murder, rape, and a lot of foul language on my part. So go to bed. Um. Merry Christmas, bitches. Did you get the Did you get the rest of your Saran Wrap, KK? Nope. We're doing this. Look, I got. Yeah, I got all the stuff for it, but saran wrap. So. Yes, yeah, so I'm like, yeah, we gotta have saran wrap. <laughs> you gotta go get so. the saran wrap. So the saran wrap ball has definitely became like our family tradition thing, which I'm loving that everyone's loving it. Ashley said, even after I die, she's gonna keep it alive because she loves it so much that that's why we're doing three balls this year. Mom, can we not talk about you dying? Well, why not? It's, you know, up, it's dark enough. Brittany would love to talk about me dying. I would love to tell you that <laughs> when you do, um, Kaylee and I discovered today that when looking for free shipping labels on the United States Postal Ooh, Service, yeah. I you, that on my Instagram. you can send cremated remains for free they send you a whole kit you get a strip of a hundred labels that say cremated remains for free so we're like why don't you just (laughs) fill up some sand and like empty out somebody's ashtray or something and just send them to random places as a prank like merry christmas (laughs) it sounded a lot better earlier yeah i was like that's like kind of funny but guys it's also i know we're all morbid but damn guys it's like merry christmas grandma just wanted to be with you uh so we shipped her like it's it's free they don't make you pay to send granny yeah y'all can pass away Y'all can pass around your loved ones and, you know, shame free. It's taken care of. And, yeah. I don't know if they ensure that. (laughs) I I would hope so. Yeah, what happens if you get spilt? Um, Well, well, it's like a a vacuum sealed tube. And they send instructions of, like, how to... um, Man, this got way off. Sorry, but anyway, <laughs> I our ball is going to be the biggest. 
So, Kaylee, nope. if you don't get the saran wrap, I ordered 3,000 square feet of saran wrap. This is fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I was so desperate to use my Sam's Club, and it actually came, like, uh, in 24 hours. Have you bought all the stuff for it, Brittany? Like oh, the, yeah. The I'm sitting here looking at it. I'm looking at it right now. What kind of prizes do you, did you get? Well, we've got lottery tickets. Ooh, um, see, Kaylee did too. That's one thing I for, did not get this year. I'm so proud of y'all. Last last time, I think Rodney That's and... my ultimate gift to give anybody. Just there. give them 20 lottery tickets. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they win more. KK missed There's... out on that Halloween ball, Brittany. I know. They both, Ashley and Rod both got 10 bucks off of a scratch off from the Halloween ball. You did too? Yep, me too. That was $30 people could have won. If you think about it, if you'd have got all those, you'd have won 30 bucks plus whatever. Yeah. So we got stuff that we're kind of like, you know, side eyeing each other, like, yeah, but we should definitely try to get this out of the ball. You know what I'm saying? Like this is this prize is good for everybody, but but I really want it. <laughs> I found I told you I found pepper socks. No, at the Dollar Tree. What? Mm-hmm. Nope, did not know that. I was like, Brittany was like, yeah, watch your mom or Joe get them. Hilarious. <laughs> well, I was thinking that even after the fact, I would that sit on them and give them back. <laughs> I if, can read if there's them. if there's some stuff that you like you can trade after the fact. Yeah. So yeah, like yeah, yeah. if we hey. get them Brittany and Kaylee, Rodney and Kaylee and Tyson have birthdays like a week and two later, so Yeah. It'll be fun. Yeah, our ball's gonna be massive. Oh my gosh, Ashley told me what she got Marvel for Christmas and I'm so excited. Mm, I don't need, don't don't get me to talking about that right now, please. Why? Because by the time this comes out, it'll be Christmas, so they already know. No, because I'm I'm excited about some people's gifts, so I won't talk about it. She's not telling anybody. I told I begged her the other day to tell me what she got you. Good. She's like, nope. Good. No, I mean, yeah, no. I kind of know because she had to ask questions, but I don't know. Mm. Well, I don't be the same. You got marked, but differently. So something to do with a family tree. A family tree, something like that. What did Dad? Did you give Dad a family tree without Mom on it? <laughs> like Ancestry dot com. It's like that something kind of you thing? know what it's about. So stop acting stupid, Brittany. Because I, I think you're the from one, Ashley. Yes, you're the I one. I really don't. Swear to God, I don't. She said that you said something about it'd be funny to put me or Joe on it, and she had to call and ask me like some of the family stuff. So I'm like, she's doing something with the family tree. No, I really. Dad would throw it in the trash. If it That's what I said. I, she was like, it'd be funny. And I was like, yeah, but at the same time, he would, yeah, he wouldn't. He would spit yeah. on it and he, burn it in his burn barrel <laughs> that he did not buy from where you do a plan in Japan. He okay. doesn't have our sense of humor. He would not, no. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> nope. Because if we got, if y'all got something with dad on it, then he, <laughs> I mean, y'all think it was funny. Right. But he wouldn't. 
And I'm not going to say anything else because I know Sandy listens to the podcast. Um, Way to shut us all up there, Kaylee. Hey, Sandy. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Sandy. Okay. Well, no, I think um, as far as Christmas goes, it's really, uh, I don't know. I'm just, I did Christmas cards for the first time in years because. I don't know. I just felt like that was necessary. Like pretty much saying congrats to everybody for making it through this year. And I don't know. That's just maybe, maybe that the last piece of mail I send you, maybe, maybe you die of the Rona. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'll put you, maybe I'll mail you my, nope. And my ashes will be the last thing that I send you. No, do not. Uh, <laughs> Just like what you do. Look, this is what you do. You fill up a bag with cigarette ashes and you build it up over time. And then whenever you die, someone ships them to me. Like the grossest piece of like, like fingernail <laughs> clippings and stuff. And like, ew. <laughs> I'll have some of your hair. Yeah. Well, every time I clean out my hairbrush, I'll put it all in. <laughs> Oh, but that's fucking gross. Every time Ugh. I just have a bunch of pre-shipped labels and free kits laying around. <laughs> Thanks. They are free. We are, this is not sponsored by USPS. <laughs> Please ex- wait. We are experiencing delays. <laughs> oh my god. That's funny. That's fucking hilarious. Alright guys, well we all have Christmas episode. We all have uh, Christmas cases. I'm so ready for this. So, me too. All right, mom. So, what is yours called? Are you-, you said no one knows about it. You said you've done. I mean, I it, haven't. Right? That's not saying that you guys do not know about it. I just don't um, know about it. Are y'all ready for me to get into this? Was it on Morbid's Crime Com- Countdown? Ooh, you heifer. Maybe. Was it? Oh, so was one. Mine was not. Kaylee, what if we have the what? same one? I told you what it was, so I'm gonna be P.O. Oh, okay, then no, then it's not. <laughs> okay, don't be P.O.'d. What you gonna do, little girl? What you gonna do? I'll spank you like you were my. I'm not like that. I know that Ooh. is gross. Okay, so all right, I'll go, <laughs> all right, I'm gonna do my case first because I've never heard about it. Again, y'all might have, but. It's a short one, and I figure because there's three stories and and our banter that it's okay to do a short one. Um, this is a Christmas story that happened on February. Uh, I'm sorry, not February. Friday, well, like, the Valentine's <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> Valentine's <laughs> Christmas story. You don't know. <laughs> they celebrate Christmas the in February. Um, it happened on Friday. Sorry, Friday, December second, and. What makes it Christmas is because we are talking about a 67-year-old woman named Michelle O'Dowd. Everyone in the her family and friends called her Mickey. Does this sound familiar so far, ladies? No. Okay. So mm-hmm. her favorite holiday was Christmas. So by December 2nd, she already had her tree up and gifts under the tree for um, her family. Mainly she had a twin brother named Philip and most of the gifts under the tree was for his kids and grandkids. All right. Because she only had one child, a son, Philip, 
who died at the age of 29. Oh, no. Yeah, in 2003. And I'm sorry, this happened Friday, December 2nd, 2011 is when this murder happened. But so we have Michelle O'Dowd, 67 years old. She had been living in in the Carolinas, in South Carolina, and moved to Jacksonville after her only son died um, at 29 in 2003. So she moved back. She moved to Jacksonville to be near her brother, twin brother, and to work for him in Jacksonville, Florida. So uh, the brother, Philip, had not heard from his sister. So he started getting worried. So he was like, "Eh, I guess I need to go over to her house and look for her. So he went to her house. Her car was there. He went in. Her dog was there. Now, I don't know if the door was unlocked. He had a key. I don't, I don't, I can't figure that one out. But anyway, he gets in her house. He looks around, sees nothing. And, but the house is ransacked. He did notice like, it looked like someone had been in there and ransacked the house, but his sister was nowhere to be found. So he was about to give up. And he went and sat in, sat on the couch and looked under the Christmas tree and he saw a foot. What? Yeah. And that is why Mm. this episode or this, whatever is called death under the Christmas tree. So he realizes that, um, it's his sister. He calls 911. They pull her pull her out from literally stuffed under the Christmas tree with presents around her. Yes. But they had also put a towel over her face. Oh, but like the foot was still attached to the rest of the body. Okay. It wasn't just (laughs) picturing a free floating foot. Right. She was, yeah, yeah, she was in one piece. Now I have to go back to and say the brother had found an empty bottle of vodka. And in like in the living room near the tree. And he knew like, yeah, no, my sister did not drink an entire bottle of vodka like this. This is not hers. So, but when they, the paramedics, cops, whoever came and pulled her out from under the tree, um, she had a towel over her bloody face. So they knew she'd been beaten and strangled to death. Yep. So they were like, because the towel was put over the face that meant whoever did it might've had some remorse. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. well, no, not all that's fucked up, but yeah, right. But you guys know that we, we listen to enough of these cases to know that if there's certain signs to know, right. Like, damn, I shouldn't have done that, but I did. And Hey, so I can't, yeah, I can't look at what I've done. Right. So this, the 67 year old Michelle, she lived in a gated community. So they're like, who could have gotten here and done this? And this all happened really quickly. Like, I, I don't know if I've ever heard of a case that went this fast. And they noticed the only thing missing was her debit card. Again, how do you figure that out so fast? I don't know. But they were like, who could have done this? Why would they have taken her debit card? Okay, let's go track her debit card. They were tracking Mickey, Michelle O'Dowd's uh, debit card that was stolen from the crime scene. And they tracked it back to, um, they started watching surveillance 
footage and a family member ID'd the lady at one of them as Patty Michelle White, who Michelle O'Dowd, the victim, had allowed to live with her until a month prior to this um, and was helping her get back on her feet. She knew her as ex-girlfriend of her nephew. She trusted her wholeheartedly. She even, she would send her on errands. She would find odd jobs for her. She gave her her, her debit card when she lived there to do errands and gave her her pin number. So that goes to show you how much she trusted her. And, um, Patty had moved back to South Carolina a month before the murder and they found Patty on her way to her parents back to South Carolina by tracking her, the ATM she was using. So they're like, they figured out where she was headed. She did end up getting a total of a thousand dollars. She uh, hit the ATM, three ATMs up $500. The first two, then of course the third one's like, yeah, you've reached your daily limit. But um, they did get her on her way back and she confessed. And she got 45 years in prison. She was sentenced in October 2013 to 45 years. So she literally said she made the trip that day from South Carolina to Jacksonville just to kill this lady for ATM card. What? Had been nothing but nice to her. 67 years old lady. That's like... I know people have a trigger about kids, but to me, it's like uh, elderly. If you're supposed to be like in your golden years and somebody preys on you, you know, it just, oh my gosh, that's awful. I think the thing I took out of this was, right. you know, the older we get, you know, we're supposed to be wiser, but sometimes I think that we also get like more needy or desperate maybe like 67 years old her son died she had nobody uh, but her twin brother that was in town mm-hmm. so we, we we just we we can't put our guard down the older we get i think our guard has to go up more because we become more vulnerable to the to people like this well, I think there's a lot yeah. to say about, you know, we've all seen up cases like on Dr. Phil um, of the boomers that fall for the internet scams because yes. growing up, you know, they didn't, mm-hmm. they were, we have grown up with the internet, you know what I mean? And our phones and pretty much since adolescence, you know, the internet was around, but these people that are then like have no idea what they're getting into and the scams that can, oh, it's awful. Old people. Uh, I yeah, think you definitely think have those, to know what you're getting into. I think sadly those people are dying off. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if we have many left like that. I kind of feel like that would be like my grandparents or, you know, might still would get tricked into some Craigslist scam or something like that. Yeah, you think they would? Yeah, maybe. They're not that old. They should know better. Oh, they don't know how to work their Wi-Fi, so. 
So who knows? I love Aaron. I love Aaron. me too. You know who just retired? Isn't the best? Yeah. Oh, Elwood. Really? He's perfect boob size or boob boob heights. Does does he? He don't listen to this, does he? I I I'm telling you, I don't think he'd know how. So because that's all he does is stares at my boobs when he's talking. I was like Elwood <laughs> up here, up here, Elwood. Oh, say it's like <laughs> five feet tall. <laughs> I'm only five four, so it ain't like I'm that damn tall. But oh. that goes to show you how short he is. Do you know maybe he's like shriveled a little bit in his old age? <laughs> My height and grandmother is tall. Almost, well, she's like six one. I think they're the funniest looking pair. It's really funny. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I do think about them all the time too. Like, what if you know? I don't know if just somebody thought Elwood was a little, you know, he does know some kind of karate or something. So he's got that going for him, but he could be targeted and like walk into his car. And it's no different than, you know, like a, a single woman walking at night. You see somebody, you look like you can handle them and take what they got or whatever. Right. Until he pulls out that black belt. Hi-ya! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I would just die. That's one of those things that I'm always um, worried about walking to the car anywhere. Doesn't matter where. I like go to the gas stations that are more lit. I did rail running today by myself, and I was constantly looking around like, hmm, don't even trap, motherfucker. Got you. I'm always scared, like, where I go to stores and stuff. Walking in the parking yeah, lot. Yeah, what if this like is I one of those instances around. when the security cameras Just, aren't working? Right. That's it. Yeah. That's yeah. what I can't. Oh my God. Yes. I'm like, my fucking luck. Camera's not going to be working. Especially at the ghetto stores. Right? They, they don't even have them. They're not even connected. Shit. No. Well, <laughs> that was a good story. I mean, I guess. There's really a lesson to be learned about the elderly and their, and just to keep it, you got to be vigilant in your old age. Mm-hmm. You got to know what's coming for you. Okay. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. I got a good one. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This happened on Christmas Eve. And um, if you're looking it up, uh, my sources, I found all of this from my website is mlive.com. And it's called the Italian Hall Disaster or the Italian Hall Tragedy. Okay, disaster and tragedy. Either way, I like my Italians. All right. So the setting is a snowy Christmas. We're um, it's 1913 in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. And not only is there a frigid like climate situation because of the cold and the snow and everything slowing down, but this town called Calumet is a coal mining town, also copper. And the whole, um, you know, economic structure of this little town in Michigan is the coal miners, the copper miners, and everything that, you know, is sold and made for profit from whatever they mine. It's basically thousands of coal miners and their families in these little towns. And 
somewhere between Montana and Colorado in early 1913, there was a labor push that started to sweep across the Upper Peninsula. And it had already been unionized, like I said, Montana and Colorado. And in July of that year, the Western Federation Federation of Miners called a strike against the Copper Country Mines. So, basically, thousands of people voluntarily were out of work. Um, So, considering the fact that that would be five months from now, we're talking about Christmas, so this is Christmas Eve, it was recorded that their demands for this strike were, they're pushing a $3 daily wage. So, imagine, like, you're down in the hundreds of feet below, you know, it's so dangerous to be to be down there under all of that that could collapse on you. They're only asking for $3 a day, daily wage, eight-hour work days, and um, just better, like, safety conditions. You know, some kind of, like, insurance. If something happens, y'all will take care of our families, that kind of thing. Could you imagine doing that job? Like, could you guys actually do it? Uh, no, it'd no. be too hot. I can't. It'd be too claustrophobic. Well, yeah, that's Well, yeah, claustrophobic is, yeah, that's the main thing for me. A lack of air. Mm-hmm. And, like, no space. I couldn't get out, like, immediately if I needed to. Oh, God. No, I have to, no. I have to say this because, you know, it, whatever. But the other day, I asked, um, I asked Rita Faye because she's really claustrophobic. And I was like, so, you know, I have a serious question. And she's like, what? And I was like, you know, because we were talking about trees that give off oxygen. And you remember when we got a real Christmas tree? Yep. And I couldn't breathe. I almost killed you that Christmas. I do. Yeah. So I, um, I was telling her about that. And I was like, you know, it's funny. You know, we have oxygen that's outside that comes from the trees. How do we get oxygen inside? And she was like, she just looked at me. And she goes, because it is. <laughs> and I was like, but how does it get in the house? <laughs> like, I just totally broke her brain. Y'all. Like, like I was just, all of her brains I was, right now. <laughs> I was fucking with her. And I was like, so, like, no, seriously. Like, we open and close the doors, but how does it get inside? <laughs> You know, for not running the air. And she's like, she's like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. It just is. And I was like, does it seep through the brakes? Like, you're a tree suffocator. Yeah. <laughs> like, how dare you? I was like, do we all need trees in the house? Just... Like, do we need it to survive? And she's like, um, I don't know. She's like, shut up, Kaylee. <laughs> I was like, if we all have trees in our house, will we live longer? She's like, oh my gosh. Really, what the hell? You <laughs> I know. <laughs> she goes home and she's like, Really? What where does she come where does she come up with this stuff? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I told her, look, did I ever tell y'all what she said when I had a podcast? Yes, you did, but I said I don't remember. She said, Why? It was the- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I told my mother in law that I had a true crime podcast and she looked at me with this most confused face. She goes, Why? 
<laughs> like, I'm like, I don't know because I like it. And she's like, what? Well, I mean, why? Okay. <laughs> She's like a flower child. It's so funny. Um, all right, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay, I sorry. Go on a I digress. Okay, so um, it's been about five months. The miners are on strike. Everybody is suffering. The community is suffering. Um, this is, you know, this is just their livelihood. And it's, there is an organization that decides to kind of throw this little benefit. It's the um, Women's Auxiliary Group. They organize a Christmas Eve party for the families um, at this place that at the time was the fanciest. It was like the most modern, newest building that they had in their little town. And it's called the Italian Benevolent Society Building, a.k.a. Italian Hall. And like I said, the, the party was intended mostly for the women and children and to have something to celebrate just a little bit of Christmas cheer. They've all been struggling. So all these families gathered. They headed to this big luxurious building. They're like, this is the Christmas Eve party. We need something to just finish off this year with a bang, right? Um, mm-hmm. Not knowing the devastation that awaited them this sleepy Christmas Eve. So about this building, the Italian Hall, it was a grand building for the time, and its interior featured high columns, multi-level floors, a tin ceiling, and theater seating. And it had a very, very steep staircase. I'm going to send you all these pictures, too. So um, Mm -hmm. um, that's just, it leads to the upper floor. And once you got upstairs, there were just big balconies to observe like everything that was going on down below, like these big white columns, you know, you can imagine like colonial type buildings. Okay. So, um, it said that at one point there was over 600 people in the building. They were in attendance and they couldn't even like really keep track of who was coming in and out. So this is, you know, all these families, there's thousands of people, 600 in attendance. Um, and most of those being children, their moms, they had arranged a Christmas play and they had gifts for all the kids. And, mm. you know, five months into a labor strike, this was like a welcome dose of, you know, like, please, you know, let's just let these kids enjoy their, you know, their little festivities. And here's where it takes a turn for the worse. Um, amongst the joy and laughter over the crowd, someone can be heard from the lower floor screaming, fire! And pandemonium ensues. So hundreds of people that are upstairs, you know, imagine it just kind of echoes throughout this great hall and all these big, you know, high ceilings. And people are just in a panic. Um, This ripple effect of fear and confusion kind of pretty much just basically causes a stampede down this really steep stairwell. And that's the only exit from upstairs. And as everyone is trying to get out and save themselves after the, the, you know, the false call of fire, <clears throat> 73 people are trampled to death. And Jesus. 59 of them were children. Wow. Oh, my God. Um, the youngest of those children was only two years old. And oh my God. The, the worst part is that there was never even any fire. What? <gasps> Nope, no fire. 
Um, this is the largest mining related disaster that ever happened in Michigan. But the irony of that is that it wasn't act. It didn't actually happen in a mine. It was above ground. It wasn't underground in any kind of, you know, working environment type situation. And the fact that it was mostly women and children just made it more devastating. Like the whole, you know, the community had already been suffering. They were already like harsh and bitter against each other. And, you know, one-sided about if they should have their, their jobs back or not. And this just made the grief worse on everybody. Mm. <sighs> so wow. imagine like 59 kids. It It was the most just fun and happy that they had been in the longest time. And then it was just like immediately disaster. Oh gosh. Um, so the aftermath of it was, was really horrifying. And this tiny town had never dealt with such a large amount of death at one time that the town hall had to be temporarily turned into a makeshift morgue. Wow. All of Yeah, all of the dead were pulled out of a pile in the stairwell and carried to town hall. And some families were said to have lost more than one child and other children were orphaned when their parents were caught in the stampede. Mm. There, this is where it gets weird. Okay. There's wide speculation that the false call for the fire came from an anti-union rep who had ties with the management company over the mines who may be like, had intended to break up the party for, they're like, you know, these workers, they haven't even, they don't deserve a party. They haven't been doing anything to earn this. And some people Jesus. even, some people even testified that one of the people were, that was seen, that one person said that whoever was seen yelling fire had an anti, anti-union button, like on their coat. Mm-hmm. But... Wow. No one was ever charged for any crime. It was Michael Turney. <laughs> it was in nineteen thirty. It was Scott Peterson. <laughs> oh my God! I believe that's that who, it's Chris Watts. That's who I blame. <laughs> it was Israel yeah. Keys. So, um, well, nobody no. ever being charged. It's it's you know it just kind of lingers as like something that people in this town still to this day go back and forth about like was it was this you know some kind of you know it wasn't intentional were they trying to cause chaos and they had to have so many caskets y'all like sent in from other towns all these other surrounding towns they'd never had this like mass death all at once and they had all the kids wow. caskets it was so sad they were they were white and they just were all adorned with like these real pretty flowers and um, the funeral homes and churches opened their doors to the families. And the funeral, what had horse-drawn hearses, they were. It was the largest funeral ever in Calumet history. And on December twenty eighth, nineteen thirteen, a divided town gathered with over twenty thousand spectators to watch the funeral happen. Um, there's a graveside service and it lasted long past sunset and there are so many spectators that there's pictures y'all of people even like climbing up into the trees to be able to see into, um, Lakeview Cemetery to hear like the eulogies for all the kids and stuff like that. Lakeview Cemetery. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And this was was Calumet, Michigan, at the Italian Hall. So it was demolished in in 1984, and a park was put there in its place. There's a monument that just basically, like, says this is what happened, you know, a watered-down version of the facts. But the the sweetest thing is that every year at this park where the monument is, where the Italian Hall used to be, they put out these real pretty, like, lanterns, and they'd light 73 lanterns for each person that died and you know right there you know in remembrance to them on christmas eve it's really pretty wow so yeah it um it still affects the community but that's just you know that's how they remember these victims of uh, yeah let's see italian hall tragedy and it is kind of tragic yeah that's pretty messed up well, would you imagine? All I can imagine is like this happening and Rodney mowing through everybody. What? Like Rodney just stomping on some two. That's awful. Jeez. <laughs> I would like to picture Rodney like scooping up the kids with his big arms and throwing them over his shoulder and, oh you know, like Spider Man leaping across the banisters and, you know. <laughs> that's possible I'm sorry who are you married to because I don't know that it's, guy um, Spider-Man slash <laughs> slash Thor yeah. Peter Parker yeah, yeah. sorry about but that, I mean if you have all these little kids I just picture like everybody being so happy and in an instant it was like oh, devastation just boom, mm-hmm. everybody get out at once. Like, I just. Mm. That's a fire safety hazard. And, yeah. You know, I would sue. Sue, Kaylee. Um, yeah, Italian mm-hmm. Hall people. The business owners. <laughs> no, it's not their fault. Mm. Well, they. um. Well, that's against fire safety. Maybe that wasn't a thing yet. Pretty sure it wasn't. Well, yeah, it does. I don't think they had smoke <laughs> detectors. Or they would have had two fucking, they would have had two fucking uh, fire escapes, that's for sure. They would have had two staircases. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And maybe, maybe like an elevator. Maybe after this, people were like, oh, yeah, let's. You're not supposed to ride an elevator if it's there's fire. Thank you. Did you just say you're Supposed to ride in the elevator if there's fire. You're not. Say it again. Exactly how you said it. Say it again. <laughs> you are not. If there is a fire, you do not take no the elevator. Shit. They don't. That's they didn't I have mean. elevators in 1913. They had one staircase. Well, either way, you don't ride the fucking elevator through the fire. Um, right. Thank you, Safety Susan. This has been your safety tip. <laughs> All right. We'll be back after a word from this week's Hey. Sponsors. This and week's sponsor is mom, huh? This week's sponsor is, nope. do you have a recently deceased loved one? Do you need... Are are you in a pickle due to COVID regulations? Do you need to ship some ashes to your Aunt Linda over in Arkansas? 
Let me tell you how to do that. USPS, that's how. You just go to the little website and then you pick up your free shipping label. It comes with a whole kit. Can you believe it? You, it's free. USPS.com. You send your, your dead loved one all the way across the country for free. God bless America. No other country is going to send your dead granny all the way for free. It's free. Use code Murder with Friends to get. To get ten dollars <laughs> off your dead granny's ashes on a kit that was free, anyways, we'll pay you. We'll pay you to ship your dead granny. Don't send oh. it to my aunt Linda. You'll freak her out. <laughs> code code murder with friends. USPS.com. <laughs> How do you sleep when you drink coffee this late at night? It doesn't bother oh, me. Brit, no, that doesn't bother me either. Oh. You're 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 a rookie at that shit. I, I could drink I could, a twenty but... ounce Red Bull and go to sleep. Coffee at night used to be my shit. Like, and you know that's what you did. You drank coffee and went to bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when the kids were growing up, that's what I did. I drink it because it's cold. Oh well, no, I drank warm. So to warm up. We didn't. Well, no, I use cold. it to warm up because it's cold. Okay, okay, okay. That makes sense. Oh yeah, back in the back in my day, <laughs> raising my kids, I drink what twenty years ago. Yeah, lucky Kaylee, you're old. Yeah, well, you're about the age that I was when you started calling me old. So whatever. Now you had three kids. Ugh. I think I'm there. I'm old. I feel it. I'm not joining that cult. It is. Y'all can can keep calling yourself old all you want. I am young, and I'll I'll just keep being young, and you guys can get old. I am more than happy to be old. Why? So you have an excuse to be lazy? Yep, I got to do shit. That's fucked up. Bed sores, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) What? The fuck, Haley? Nobody ever <laughs> celebrates their bed sores. Right? <laughs> what is wrong with you? That's why Kaylee has her little her little spot in the back of her hair. We haven't talked about that in so long. Oh my god. You know I have a bald spot, Brittany? Yeah. No. That's like being like, I can't wait to put on these motherfucking depends. <laughs> Bathroom trips, motherfuckers. Yeah, I can like, sleep through the night now. I'm gonna be eighty and shit myself. Who can who can drink ten gallons of water and go to bed and sleep through the night? <laughs> Me, motherfucker. Oh that was the best thing about having Marvel. I didn't have to get up and pee after being pregnant and peeing every five seconds. It was great. <laughs> Hmm. Oh gosh. That's All right, guys. Silly. Well, do you want to hear about my Christmas case? I kind of want to hear here. about your old people goals, though, because that, I mean, what else right? you got? <laughs> I mean, old people goals, just like, you know, I want to be like the grandparents off Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god joe talks about this shit all the time joe talks about being able to be that old man with the socks up high that no one judges and the old man that can hug the the girls too Gross. long and nobody judges like you and don't. smells just we like look like, he, he wants to be the monopoly smell, but there man, is okay? like an old man smell like yes. it's either bad yeah. or it's like overly cologned like you're musty oh. or you're uh, whoa 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 did you just say you're misty as in me musty, musty. oh I thought like bo musty or oh yeah oh god no if he ever stinks or we ever stink y'all tell us that don't let us be those old people y'all well, promise me that just be mom's sure. gonna be <laughs> mom's gonna be in freaking bed bound okay oh, in her nursing home Wearing Britney Spears perfume. I will murk myself before I allow this shit to just happen. You guys be are not sure going to be allowed to, like, to make fun of me. Just keep... Um, <laughs> you won't be stinky if you take care of your bed sores and, your, and listen, you David. change your depends. L- listen, David. David. You guys are not going to get that opportunity. I will so, like, Kevorkian my fucking self before y'all get this opportunity to make fun of me for shitting on myself. I will not... I was watching that today. That's great. <laughs> I will not be institutionalized for your old people party, David. (laughs) (laughs) I told Joe, I was like, you know what? When we we had this trip planned to fucking Hawaii, and it was like, you got to do a helicopter tour. No, I'm scared of heights. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. If I die in a fucking helicopter in Hawaii, how cool would that be? If I die shitting on myself in a nursing home, fuck that. Aww. That would not be cool. How'd she die? Shitting on herself in the nursing home. Mom, I don't think the they would release. Time you've brought up dying, and I don't appreciate it. Right? She's preparing. This negativity is not going. Into oh, my because I'm not going to die. Wham, wham. Yes, I'm gonna die. you're never going to die. Okay, you're going to live forever. No, then I have to watch everyone around me die. That's worse. Why would you put that on me? It wasn't that in Benjamin Button, guys, where he like lived so long that he he's like so the lady at the end. Remember the last? No, it wasn't Benjamin Button. It was, I've never seen we that. Talked, right, we talked about this the other day. It was um the the Green Mile guy, and at the end with Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. At the end of the movie, Tom Hanks revealed that yeah, he the mouse gave him the power to like never die or something. And he's like, yeah, it's not cool because I've watched all my loved ones die. Could y'all imagine that? Like given eternal life, but you have to watch everyone around you die. Your kids. It'll only hurt, you know, it's okay. Is that what that was about? What'd you just say, Kaylee? Didn't you? It'll just hurt a lot. It's fine. Everybody around you is going to die eventually. No. Do you want to live to see Marvel die? <sighs> Why do you have to say that? Because that's what this comes down to. That's fucking awful. To say you would get eternal life is to say that I would have to watch all my children die. And my grandchildren. Like, you don't even got those yet, David. That's not even... That's a hypothetical. Yeah, I won't miss them. Shut up, Kaylee. I'm saying when they come. Oh my God. All right. Someone's so, on the guys, subject. I'm going to go to Warner Robbins and kick Kaylee's ass. I just want to hear about somebody else's murder. Not, right. Not a, we're not. So I, wa- I watched this movie. It's called Gone Girl. Yes. Y'all. It's the best. I read the book. 
that I watched the movie last night. I haven't got that far. Or this this morning, but it's so good. Did I have the audio of the actual book? And Brittany, speaking of books, do you still have that um, one book that I gave the you? The Crawl Dance. actually just picked it back up. All I right, just so got I back say, into it. If you're it. not going to read it, give it back to me because I can definitely put That's such a fucking badass book. I can Yeah, no, I, I definitely have it. It's intact and I'm, I just picked, I just got right back into it. So, All right, so um, was Gone Girl an actual book or an audio book? I can't it's remember. both and but it apparently... It's both, and it's a movie. Yeah, I know but, this, but what did I read or listen to? I think um, audio. All right, guys, y'all ready for my murder? I reckon. We're ready for your murder? All right, Will, yeah. we're coming for you. Yeah, we know. Will's plotting it. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> it's a trench coat. <laughs> he doesn't have one of those anymore. He told me that's what he wanted for Christmas. No! <laughs> We'll call him the. Do you know how expensive those things? The are? trench coat yeah. trekker. Oh. All right, guys. So my Christmas murder is the Covina massacre. Have you ever heard of this bomb? Nope. Cool. I don't think so. so. Anyway, start talking. All right. So on Christmas Eve of two thousand eight, the Ortega family were all gathered at the house. It was all in all about 25 people. There was Joseph and Alice, which are, you know, the oldest couple, and then their their children. So they had two sons, James and Charles, and they had three daughters, Letitia, Alicia, and Sylvia. Very original and names. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I don't think I'm saying that right, Letitia. That's like, really funny. Our plumbers, oh. our pl- I was talking to our plumber's wife I'm because we contacted them through Marketplace. Anyway, her name was Letitia, and he, and it's just. That's what it is, Letitia. And it's, they, she said just call her Tish. Anyways. Ooh. Fun fact. But, um, and all of them had kids. So, 25 people in all, kids, grandkids, all together. It was Joseph and Alice's favorite holiday, um, and they were really excited to have everybody there. Well, they were playing a game of poker, and just before 11.30 p.m., the doorbell rang. Letitia's daughter, Katrina, she was eight. She ran to the door and answered it, and it was Santa Claus. Aww. She was so excited. And Santa Claus had a big old present underneath his arm. And in the other hand, he had a nine millimeter <gasps> semi-automatic handgun. Oh my god. And he shot the eight-year-old in the face. Oh, oh my god. Just walks in the door. You know, the kids like, oh, it's Santa Claus. Yay. Boom. What? You, Santa. Oh my god. Bad Santa for um, real. And then he shot aimlessly at the family. Some of them were shot point blank and killed. Um, And then when he ran out of bullets, he opened up his present that he had. And it's a homemade flamethrower. And he sprayed racing fuel and lit the house on fire. Jesus. Um, Letitia and her daughter ran to a neighbor's house. 
which, you know, the daughter was the one that got shot in the face. Um, they ran to the neighbor's house to call the police. And while they're doing that, the house is just burnt up. It, it's gone. While they were busy investigating the massacre, investigations in a neighboring city called Salmar, California, were called to the home of Brad Pardo, who returned home from a Christmas party to find his brother Bruce lying dead in a pool. Oh, of blood. God. Hmm. He had clearly committed suicide. Um, they started doing a little background on him. They found out that his ex-wife, it, his ex-wife's name was Sylvia. They just got divorced on the 18th. It was finalized on the 18th. And they found out that her maiden name was Ortega. So that's how they linked both of them together. Um, in June 2008, Bruce Pardo was ordered to pay 17, almost $18,000 a month in spousal support. When his divorce was finalized shortly before the holiday, the spousal support ended up being waived as at the time he had lost the job. He had lost his job. Mm. Um... In July of 2008, his employer realized that he had been fraudulently billing clients for hours. He didn't actually work, and he was fired. His ex-wife's attorney was also apparently a target. Police Chief Kim Ranney said that he left a rented vehicle near the attorney's Home the day of the shooting. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> the day of the shooting, it filled it with maps, clothes, and a full tank of fuel. <laughs> Shut up. You said shitting. I hate you all. But he never made it to the to the vehicle because he was burned so badly that he just killed himself at his brother's house instead. Because, hmm. um, you know, he figured, oh, you know, I'm burned. This house just burnt up. I'm going to die anyways. They're going to they're gonna find me. And uh, the lieutenant said that Pardo knew his mother had been invited to the party and until intended to kill her as well because he felt that she sided with his ex-wife in their divorce. What? But lucky for her, she fell ill and opted to stay home. Mm. Yeah, lucky for her. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. Oh, God. Okay. Um, they then went back to Brad's house where Bruce was found and they searched his car, which ended up being booby-trapped. Well, it was supposed to be booby-trapped. It didn't work. They opened up the car and it was supposed to explode. <gasps> but it didn't. I've watched enough like action movies to know that even if I got into my car and it was booby-trapped up an aisle, I like, checked every single thing. I still wouldn't know. You just crank it and it blows up and that's all. That's all. You're done. Yep. 
No, it was like a, when you open the door, it was supposed to blow oh. up. Um, Even worse. What? Yeah. Once his autopsy was finished, it was concluded that he had committed suicide and there was no second shooter. The autopsy revealed that he had a horrific third degree burns on his hands and arms and part of the Santa pants melted to his leg. Um, He didn't initially plan to kill himself because he did not leave a note. Wow. Nine people died. Sylvia, which is his ex-wife. Alicia, which is Sylvia's mom. Joseph, which is her dad. Charles, which is her brother. Sherry, which was Charles' wife. James, which was her brother. Teresa, which was his wife. Alicia, which was her sister. And Michael, which was Alicia's son. It's awful. It's absolutely awful. This concluded in nine people dead, three people injured, and 13 children orphaned. Oh, my gosh. Christmas mm. orphans. Like, that, you can't even, doesn't get. Like, Christmas can't, isn't the same Mm-mm. after that. Like, it just, it can't be. Like, oh, my God. And it said that Michael was killed as a result of the fire or the explosion, but he was not shot. Did he, was that so intentional? He didn't shoot him. He knew he was already dead from the fire, you think? Mm-hmm. Some of the adults grabbed children and carried them out. Investigators believed that almost all the younger people were saved because they were in the back of the house, closer to the television, possibly playing video games when he opened <sighs> fire. Now, um... What is it? Covina? C-O-V? Mm-hmm. And it kind of sounds like COVID, so I was like, yeah, that works. Yeah, everyone wants your kids to stop wanting Santa to come around. Just let them listen to that story. Oh, my God. Like, it said in some places that she looked out the window, and I really hope that's not the case. Like... She looked out the window and was like, yeah, Santa and ran to the door and opened it up and boom. Wow. I can't. Oh, God. That's just, that's heartbreaking. That makes it more heartbreaking. That's that so sense. crazy that both of ours had to do like a Christmas Eve party and kids. Yes. In, um, in 2016, Letitia told Oprah, I can't do anything to change what happened. I can only focus on the future. This is what he's done enough. I'm not going to allow you to continue to consume us with your evilness. You do not want that anger to live within you day to day and grow just like it did with this monster. So he just got divorced, just lost his job and fucking plan this out. He went and got a Santa suit and built a fucking flamethrower. I hate when the the story ends up that they just take themselves out along with it. 
Like mm-hmm. you are the ultimate mm-hmm. pussy when you do, when you can't face up to what you mm-hmm. did. So you just take everybody nope. out and then yourself. And then it's like, well, you know, where do we go from here? How do we find motive? We can only speculate like, oh, because you just got divorced. Well, yep. <sighs> that's... Yep, that is the ultimate pussy. I agree. Shot his own niece in the face? God. In the face. Like, I think that's what attracted me more to this case than anything, just because, I mean, like, whoa. You want to shoot your niece in the face? Sometimes. Jesus, Kaylee. I'm kidding. Gosh. You leave my mini-me alone. Don't you ever think that anybody that, um, well, I didn't used to think this way, but anybody, um, it kind of stems from, like, the, the people that dress up in clown suits. So if you are, like, perverts in Santa suits that you might just be wanting little kids to sit on your lap. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a little weird. Yeah. That was a good, I mean, yeah, that's even, that's, that was a good finale considering Santa was involved, but bad yeah. Santa, bad Santa. The first time I heard that was on Morbid and, um, then it was on the crime countdown, but that's not why I picked it. I picked it before crime countdown and it just happened to be number one. Well, when you told me that it was number one, I specifically didn't listen because I wanted really? to really, yeah, I just, I shut it I off. I told you before. what it was. But I didn't want to know anything else. I didn't want any oh. details. I want to be surprised. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't listen to nothing either. Those are all really good ones. It was really good. All right. Well, um, I don't know. Anything else you want to um, talk about? Well, I just have a tonight. question for yes. both of y'all. Like, what is the one thing that you want for Christmas? Warm weather. Was that what you said? <laughs> yeah, I'm just so, out in this cold all day. I'm tired of being cold. <laughs> no. We're going to be traveling between, okay, I guess if you want to be, oh, I guess safe travels because I'm going to, but I'm going to see all my kids. So I don't think there's anything left to ask for. I'm going to see all of you and all my grandbabies. So that's a good answer. I really, um, I really don't, like, want anything. It's, you know, I think this is the first year where I'm really just like, I don't want anything. I don't really expect to get anything. And, like. I kind of feel the same way. Like, I, I just, just got. Okay. I got those gifts at first. I got Marvel and I have Will here for the first Christmas. But if you see, then you have everything that you want, but if you have low expectations, then anything is like, wow. Yeah. This is awesome. I'm I excited for me and Will to wake up on Christmas yeah. morning and Boy, have yeah. our coffee and That's watch so him cute. open up his presents. Yes, that is oh god, Kaylee. That's you're fucking awesome. You're, Family is the ultimate Christmas, ultimate yep. Christmas gift. Yes. And, you know, it's hard because I have to wake up early and wake him up because if he wakes up first, he's going to get up and run to my room and 
I mean, all of his presents are there. He's probably going to open them all without oh, me. Oh, he's going to pass the tree to Haley, get to you. Yeah. Do you not remember? You guys were not allowed. Like, if you went in that little... I know. Oh, my God. Like, that was the Christmas... But we can come wake you up before we go to the living room. Mm-hmm. He can't do that. Mm. That's what Drayton said to me earlier. She was like, we'll get up, and we'll come get y'all up. They can they can come to the end of the hall before they go to the, the living room. Yeah, that's how it was yeah. with us, but we can't... I, know I mean, just he literally has to go in the living room to go in my room. So Christmas Eve, everybody sleeps somewhere different then, KK. Just have to do it different on Christmas Eve. Yeah, let him sleep with you in a lot. Or he could have to go through the kitchen. Kaylee, Danielle, you guys slept with us that New Year's. Y'all before on New Year's Eve. It was, yes, I remember this clearly. The no, year- you can't be doing all that because then how do you... How do you get to set up Santa's? You, that's what I'm telling you. The year the that the boys got the bunk beds, the, the, yes, they had to sleep in there because I had to be in that room putting up the beds. Mm. Marvel, yes, like. Years they slept with me, New Year's Eve. And the dog, the year we got Dallas, y'all slept. Marvel can't sleep with me. Christmas, you said New Year's Eve. Well, I'm sorry. Fuck, you know what I mean, Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> Did we get presents on New Year's Eve? I didn't know. <laughs> oh, that's I would like awesome. I'm gonna tell was... you guys right now that I hope that you fucking love what I got you guys for Christmas. You... It's I know not one about gift that we got. What? I know one gift I got. But you got already got me an elephant. So like, how do you, how do you Shut talk up, that? Oh, I'm talking, okay. What one gift, KK? Um, that bag that I already had, and you were like, oh, well, you can use two. Uh, yeah, okay, but no, look, there's, I just, I did something I've never done before, and it has nothing to do with money, so don't even, y'all, y'all can't even think about it. It's not like, oh my God, she went out and spent all this money. It's not money. I did spend money, but it's not even about the money. It's. I'm just so excited to give it to you girls. So, did you pay for a Ipsy subscription for all of us? No, but I have thought about that. But you know that what you have to do for Ipsy to get that, you have to do a survey and you have to tell what you want in your yeah, true. yeah. So, I've thought about doing that for you girls for years, but it's hard because. I can't speak for y'all in what you want in skincare. I think I know, and I'm close enough to you guys that I could probably figure it out. But it's still one of those things like, I don't know. I could. Probably- I don't know that I would use Ipsy as much as I would. I think maybe I would be. I don't even wear makeup. And no. I yeah. Like I, I get it mostly for face care right. and like skincare and hair care and. And look, I, I don't, I like, I don't, I don't wear makeup. makeup. In my Ipsy bag, I stop it all the time because it's like, okay, how many things of fucking eyeliner can I have? And I don't wear blush, and I don't wear this, and I don't wear toner. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't wear none of that shit. I think my thing with Ipsy is it's just like, you know how your period comes every month and you're like, God damn it. Well, this is like, <laughs> yay, this is coming every month. So they say you should make your Ipsy bag come the day that you think your period's coming. So when it's like, God damn it, my period's here. It's like, hey, but I got an Ipsy bag. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
Um, <laughs> I think I have a plan for that, but anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Um, I hope y'all have a Merry Christmas, and I really hope that 2021 is better than 2020 for you guys. I don't know about y'all, my 2020 wasn't that bad, actually. I didn't lose my job. I was able to keep food on the table. I got engaged. I got my family together and everything has just been exactly what I want it to be. My New Year's resolution as of every year, as of, you know, every woman ever, I need to lose some LBs. Join the Facebook group Murder with Friends podcast. Hit me up on the Instagram at Murder with Friends. You can always email me, murderwithfriends at yahoo.com. And guys, I have a website, www.murderwithfriendspodcast.com. And remember, if you're thinking about murder, talk about it with friends. Bye, you guys. (laughs) 